Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a wasted Wednesday. Bleeding on into, oh, look, it's after midnight. A thirsty Thursday. Because that's how we roll. Look, first and foremost, let's get this man up in here having to suffer through that Germany game, much like all the New England Patriots fans. Woo! That was a dog, buddy. Oh, my God. They should ban... That's like one where you're like, why are we importing this garbage? What is that crap? How do you, by the way, how on earth do you do a, a clock, a fake clock spike and you throw a pick? What kind of crap is that? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, right. dude. Ugh. Barf. Barf. What, what was the guy's name? Zappy? Yeah. Zappy Faber, man. Yeah. Yeah. Crappy. That was just awful. Sorry, Lindy. Y'all are in for a rough, a rough go, man. But look, ain't nobody, I mean, nobody, no fan of the NFL is like, oh, I feel so bad for y'all. They just don't. They're like, whatever, dude. <laughs> y'all can suck for a while. But NFL man, might as well, the NFL might as well just put a replay of one of the old Manning Brady games on it. It would have <laughs> yes. been a lot better. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's actually in like in my game of the week email I send out for people to vote on. That was I was like, well, you know, I always have a game that I'm like, well, I'd pick this except or but, and I make fun of it. And I was like, you know, I could have picked the Colts and the Patriots, but I'd much rather watch a replay of Manning and Brady. You know what I mean? So it is. It's funny that you say that. But I, and look, you got the win. Good for the Colts, but woof, woof, ugly. Uh, that was ugly, ugly. Yeah, yeah. Th um. And Mac Jones, dude, that was as that's about as brutal of an interception I think as I've ever seen. Because you have a guy running wide open, and you underthrowing by like you know five to ten yards. I you know, mm -mm. it's how <laughs> there's lots of ways they f that up. There's a lot. There's a lot. It's just I you know it's it's a stunning fall from football grace. Like, you knew post-Tom Brady was going to be hard, right? But I, I don't I don't know anybody that thought it would be this disastrously bad. You know what I'm saying? And, again, there's plenty of people that are like, whatever. You had 20 years of greatness, so suck it. But, woo, woo, woo. Whoa. I mean, as bad as the game was, <laughs> it was right there for the taking. It was. It, it was. literally was right there. Actually, and you're incorrect. It was right there for the tanking. So the Patriots are doing that perfectly. Oh, I see what you did mm -hmm. there. Right there for the tanking, buddy. It's all part of the master plan. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Williams. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the, Drake. Yeah, that, that's the only real solace you get out of a season like this is you go, well... We need a quarterback, clearly, and the quarterback class is good. Or, so we might as well, you know, if if you might as well not tread like, you know, right around five hundred and not be a threat in playoffs and not be in position to to draft somebody that could be the next guy. But uh, it definitely this is the this is the end of an era. I mean, I, I think that's just it's done. I mean, by the time you got Kraft out there with the Seinfeld esque puffy huge coat. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's done. It, it's done, so baby, it's done, bro. It's done. I mean, I guess Belichick <laughs> has to say, 
at least if he gets a high enough pick, if he picks Marvin Harrison Jr., or if he's still with the team, but if they take Marvin Harrison Jr., at least they can't screw up that receiver pick. Given their track record, it would be like a wide receiver curse. You can't do that to Marvin Harrison Jr. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> no. No. Uh, forget, uh, what was the what was the soundbite years ago? Uh, on the Cleveland or on the Cincinnati or something? We're on the Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. Well, I think Bill, big, you know, big Bill Belichick on the San Diego, er, on onto the Chargers, <laughs> like yeah, BBB. <laughs> Forget the big baller brand. We got the big, <laughs> big Bill Belichick, and uh, yeah, that's falling apart, kind of like those shoes did on Lonzo Ball on the court or whatever. Crap, <laughs> they're all it's just garbage. It's just a shame, man. Like I don't, I don't hate the Patriots. I know a lot of people do. I don't, but it's just, it's just a strange, strange chapter and a tough. Uh, it's a, it's a tough end. But I, I don't know how you salvage it at this point. I mean, all the external pressures, the media stories, and there, it's just a bad product. You know, that's bad football, right? That's bad football, and they look. There are times they look incompetent and clueless, and it's just like, are you, like. And how, somehow like how? these motherfuckers beat the Bills. The yeah. Bills have lost, what, three games at least this year that they should have won. Mm-hmm. Against the Jets, against the Patriots, and then the Broncos. Like, <laughs> y'all should be 8-2 and two at this point, and you're 5-5 five and five and just fired Ken Dorsey. Like, no, it's... It, it, come it, on, it, man. I know. It's all gross. It's just gross. Just a big fat bag. What's, of what's the sound bite from uh, Bad Beats that Scott Van Pelt always plays? What are we doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. What That's, are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. What are we doing? We're bringing Randy in. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good call at this point. All right, let's go ahead and do that, man. All right, so what we know is that. You know, for all the little struggle bus 49ers conversations, you get Chase Young, you get a bye week, and then you thrash the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. <laughs> the I'm only thing right. that didn't work out was getting McCaffrey a touchdown. <laughs> That's the only part that didn't work out. Get the dub, get the <laughs> touchdown in the record. Dub, record. I'm going to go with the dub there. Well, they know I hear you, but God bless. They sure tried to get that man that record. They, did. they really did try. <laughs> Use checks took his touchdown. That's what happened. <laughs> Damn it. Wrong running back. Use <laughs> check got it. <laughs> come on. The fullback. Fuck him. Yeah, come on. <laughs> get that t- get that, that t- man should have taken a knee at <clears> the one. <laughs> yeah, get that tutty to McCaffrey. Come on, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. Look, 17. 17- what are you doing? Yeah, what? what do you think? This is the Patriots? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, they tried. It, it was pretty funny, man. People were, like, all crowing and being ridiculous about it. I mean, I understand it, man. It's kind of cool if, if you can break that record. But, you know, 17 games in a row is still a, just a hell of an accomplishment. And Kittle had it right in that post game where he was, like, you know, saying, look, we got the win. It's a shame. Basically, it's a shame he didn't get it, but we got the win, and he'll score plenty of touchdowns going forward. Not worried about it. So... And McCaffrey was funny in the post game too. Oh yeah, I guess I suck <laughs> or whatever he said. <laughs> you know, I mean, they tried. 
They tried. And I'm not going to crucify them for trying to get that man a touchdown at the end. I mean, the players know. I mean, that's like when they have these situations where they're like, you know, a player needs X yards or X receptions to hit like some escalator bonus. And you, the players know. The coaches know. Right? So sometimes they force feed people a bunch of balls at some point. Yes, Shannon, I know. They force feed people a bunch of balls somewhere along the line to try to get you know, to try to get things done. And I don't, I, I'm not going to hate on that. You know, was that a, maybe a smidge overkill? You said right there. Balls. Maybe four balls in a row was a lot. I mean, four balls was all, that's almost, what was that? Charles Barkley. Was that, was that this week? <laughs> when did they have that conversation where he's talking about juggling the balls? <laughs> Hold on. Let me scroll up into sports brew chat. Is that where we had it? I can swear we had yeah, that somewhere. It was somewhere in there. I, I don't. Somewhere. I don't know if I can find it real quick. That's okay. That that one was wonderful. Shaq was dying. Yeah. No. Well, that's because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was super funny. Yeah. Also ch man, child, like the rest of us. Well. <laughs> oh. 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 Here it is. I think. Well, there it is. Nope. Nope. Do we have audio? Now, John, and, and oh. avoid going in an O2 hole going to L.A. I, I don't. I, I'm kind of got two juggling two balls right here because on one hand I'm really <laughs> you're doing? yeah I'm really proud of what the Grizzlies did. Mm -hmm. I mean I'm kind of juggling two balls here. Perfect. Shaq <laughs> <laughs> was Shaq was a mess. Shaq's <laughs> yeah. all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, everybody, everybody that's balls was laughing about that. Oh, good times. Hey. Mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, Randy, uh, it's good to see, uh, you know, the 49ers kind of rebound, all kidding aside. There's a part of me that's like, did we overrate Jacksonville, right? Because uh, we felt pretty decent. I'm, I'm not saying they were like world beaters, but I think most people were like, okay, Jacksonville's le like legit here, right? You know, and then what was that, 34 to 3? I mean, that was an ass whooping, dude. Good God. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Jacksonville has a, a really solid defense. And they also, and the thing is, is like with Trevor Lawrence, he's got one of the fastest releases in the NFL. It's usually 2.4 seconds on average. He'll get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And the Niners pass rush just got there. You know, they were wreaking havoc. I mean, five sacks, uh, you know, four balls, five sacks. We're doing all right. <laughs> and, you know, that's a West Coast team going to East Coast on a one o'clock kick. So. There it's were some like, things it, working against San Fran. Sorry, yep. Randy. No, you're fine. Uh, but you're right. It's one of those things where usually the West Coast team going East Coast, it's always messes with the internal clock and messes mm -hmm. everything up. This team was locked and loaded, ready to play. Uh, Chase Young obviously made a difference right mm -hmm. off the, the bat because he's now how he's the one getting chipped, and someone's going to get free. Whether it's Javon Hargrave or Armstead or Bosa, and Bosa went nuts that game so i have this really strange feeling those two are going to feed off each other of course they will cha and challenge each other to see who can get who can do the most did damage. you see how happy chase young looked on the sideline hanging out on the bench with bosa it's like they're just chuckling and buddying it up and, and, and you know i mean they probably they're like this is great it's like an ohio state reunion i mean like clearly and and i'm not here to hate chase young right uh i'm disappointed it didn't work out better for him with washington i am but if he's happy and he's motivated, bro, that was a whole that that defensive line was popping again, man. 
Yeah, I think his energy really infected the rest of the team. But also, I feel like having Wilkes on the sideline helped a lot because mm -hmm. instead of being up in the booth and saying, hey, I want you guys to do this, he can actually sit there with the defense and be like, hey, this is what I need you guys to do and just yeah. show it to them rather than try to be up in the booth calling down to an assistant or somebody and them messing up what he's saying. or I, cause I, don't, I don't even know how that works. As a, as a coordinator, if you're up in the booth and you wait till halftime and to make your adjustments and that's it, instead of being on the sideline, you can make adjustments the entire, all game long. You can actually sit there and talk with your players all game long. And I think that really helped this defense a lot because the linebackers seemed to be getting to the, getting to the plays faster. The defensive line was getting in the backfield a lot more, mm -hmm. getting, getting home on pressure it was a completely different team that we saw the past three weeks. Well, and I would certainly think the bye week helped. Uh, Purdy was obviously – I mean, he played a clean game. He had no picks, no fumbles. And random side note, I, for whatever reason, I didn't realize that was Brandon Ayuk's first touchdown since week one. Wow. I was like, you, really? You never think it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's weird. Uh, and then, you know, getting Debo back was huge. But certainly there's – at least some short-term payoff with Chase Young. We'll see if that, if that holds over the course of the season. But on the surface, the, the first reaction, you go, all right, good fit. This is going to help. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess getting the defensive coordinator out of the booth, you know, onto the field, may, maybe some of that's an energy, a vibe. I mean, it, there's a couple of, of layers with that. But if it's better for that team and that defense that he's on field, bro, be on field. I would ask both of you this, though. Have we overrated Jacksonville? Is, is this like the the Miami Dolphins syndrome, right? Where we we give them a lot of credit and they're then they play like a legit kind of upper tier esque team, and they just can't handle it. Now look, plenty of teams have you know bad days, you know bad day at the office, a mulligan, whatever. I mean Detroit, who has at times looked fantastic, got smoked a couple of weeks ago, right? I mean teams can have a bad game, but I am. Yeah, it happens. I, it does, man. Sometimes it's just not your day, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just not your day. Mm -hmm. But I would ask, like, have we just have we overrated Jacksonville? I mean, 34-3 in their house, right? After the, I mean, they after they a bye. The same bye week as yes. San Francisco. So, uh, so I mean, either they were they had a good night Saturday night and were hung over, or they just <laughs> Duval, y'all. Well, we, they they got Duval. Yeah, we drank it all, y'all. I mean, their other losses are Kansas City, which not going to hit on that loss. That's no. a that's a quality loss. <laughs> but at home to Houston yeah. by twenty. Yeah, now, but Houston, that loss Houston isn't looking as bad now. No, the 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 Houston Houston is is a surprisingly competitive team, right? Correct. So, like, I'm not going to hate on that one per se, but. But, I mean, their wins are Indianapolis twice, mm -hmm. meh. Atlanta, meh. Mm -hmm. Buffalo was good, but now it's kind of looking meh. Buffalo was clearly New overrated. Uh-huh. New Orleans, meh. They're inconsistent Pitts as hell. Pittsburgh is 6-3, and three, but they've been outgained in every game. Every game. So well, as long as their defense, that's the thing with the Steelers is it's their defense. If their defense, well, it has breaks, to be. 
It has, to, it has to be, dude. Has to so, be. I mean, literally, I, if you look at their Soft. three best opponents, that's their three losses. Yeah. Soft. Well, and it doesn't get really to get much easier for them because they still have to play the Texans again. They've got yep. to play the. They're playing Cincinnati. They're playing the Bengals. Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland, you can't discount well, that defense. Well, uh, no, you, you can't, but, I mean, Lord knows what they're going to look like on offense. Right, but that team is definitely going it, to it, – if the offense can make a put together a few plays, that defense will keep them in games. Sure, I mean, but, it, I mean, it, they might end up being like the Jets, right, right. Where, where they just lose – they win a couple of weirdo, ugly games, and then they just can't consistently score. So the, their defense is enough to keep them close – which is great in horseshoes and hand grenades, but doesn't get right. you any dubs in football. And then they get the juggernaut Carolina on New Year's Eve. <laughs> the juggernaut. Yeah. Well, oh, wait. The tanking Carolina. Oh, yeah. wait. Don't matter. Well, no. Yeah, they got they got the pick. Yeah. I was thinking it's Chicago. Wait, no. The, no, no. They got Chicago's got their pick. Yes. Oh, well, they're yeah. fucked. Yeah. So they, yeah, I mean, they might as so, well. So yeah, they'll be the juggernaut. They'll win that game. Yeah, they're putting the knot in jugger. They're the juggernaut. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, juggernaut be picking with that terrible record. Yeah, I mean that's a bad outcome, man. I I don't know. Like it's just you know when we were talking about this the other week, you know we're at the point of the season where it's like okay, who are the real contenders? Kind of the the competitive ish squads and then kind of your pretenders and Jacksonville is is they're good right I'm not saying they're bums I like Lawrence I think it's a solid squad but if the, they get punched in the mouth they, they don't recover very well yeah I mean this is the kind of game where you're like oh god and, and sure we can mulligan them sure hey mulligan man yeah we can do that right but to me like, if you were looking back and feeling pretty good, if you were a Jacksonville fan, this is the kind of game at this point of the season that you go, oh, no. This could have been the game that makes or breaks this team this year. Yeah. Because I, if they beat the 49ers, then basically you get more questions with the 49ers, but also it solidifies just how ready and prepared this team is to sure. take the next step. I mean, if they just looked competitive, yeah, if it was 34, 27, this is a different conference. 34 to three, 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 three at home. Look, three after the bye week. Three is a lot in soccer. Three is a lot in hockey. Three is not a lot in football. Three's a, three, you know, yeah, you can win some games if you score three points in baseball or th three runs. You got three in baseball. You might win. You're not winning like much of anything. In after football, this, after this week, it would not shock me to see Houston come <laughs> out of nowhere and win the win the division. Houston is going to be a sneaky playoff threat. You know, uh, we'll see how uh, the rest of the season shakes out. I, I'd have to look at their schedule to have a better feel for it. But well, don't they have the last place schedule as it is? I would imagine their schedule is a little soft. But I mean, they just beat the Bengals, right? Yeah. It's, dude, it's Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, all three in a row at home, mm -hmm. at Jets, at Tennessee, home Cleveland, home Tennessee, at Indianapolis. So that's doable. Yeah. Well, I mean, if C.J. Stroud 
continues on his role. Now, maybe he'll hit a rookie wall at some point, but right, you right. know, like D'Amico, uh, Tank Dell. I mean, just some of the players they have clearly overachieved. But a huge component of that is C.J. Stroud. I mean, we're going to give yes. credit to the coaching staff, but there's no way in hell you can look at what the Houston Texans have accomplished, what C.J. Stroud as a rookie has accomplished, and not just be like, damn, dude. Like, right? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You have people at this point talking about him uh, certainly as rookie of the year. Like, that's not mm-hmm. a surprise. But by the time you're talking about a rookie quarterback – and you even sniff a conversation about NFL MVP, and I'm not saying he deserves to be in it. I am not saying that. What I am saying is you are you are hearing people say, does he need need to be in the NFL MVP conversation, which is incredible. At this point, yeah. That's in, in the conversation. In the, in the yes, conversation. That's incredible. And it's Correct. A, it's a testament to what he's done, right? Keep this in mind. Through nine starts, Stroud ranks first in the NFL in passing yards per game, third in yards per attempt, sixth in passer rating, and he has the best touchdown-to-interception ratio in the NFL at seven and a half, Mm -hmm. which is double that of the second-best quarterback. Like that, those are not accidental stats. And we can talk about their their you know their schedule being soft, but that is out of a rookie quarterback. That is incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. They're in the number seven spot in the AFC. They're one game behind, behind Jacksonville. I mean yeah. it. It's there. If they if they play good ball throughout the rest of the year, they're in the playoff hunt. I'm not saying they're in the playoffs, but they're in the playoff hunt, and they could be a spoiler and steal. Absolutely steal a, a you know a playoff spot. That's crazy. Who would have, in their right mind, would have thought that coming into the season? Oh, well, sure I mean, no one really gave them much of a chance, just because no. it's like rookie head coach, all these rookies, blah 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, if this team buys into the energy and the coaching style of D'Amico yeah. Ryan's, this team is going to be competitive. And that's exactly what they've been. They, they, you can tell already. They're just like, let's go, let's go to war, you know? The, and, the, the sc- and the scary part about this team is I'm looking back at their schedule and there's two games. They lost to Carolina 15, 13, mm-hmm. and they lost to, Atlanta 21-19. If those go the different way, they're they're 72 at this point. Which is crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, uh, look, every game is its own unique little story over the course of a season, right? I mean, it is. And Cincinnati had opportunity here. I still can't believe Boyd didn't bring that what should have been. I'm not saying it would have been like a game-winning touchdown, but an extra three or four points if you obviously make the extra point, and they would have been up 31-27 with under two minutes. And that ball, Burrow put that ball right there for Boyd. He did. Who, who had, right and Boyd, I, I, I could swear, made a, a relatively chef's kiss catch not that not that you know long before that. Yes. Um, so th- that's a tough one. But – I mean, the Texans went down the field. C.J. Stroud was clutch. 
to help set up that field goal, and that's all they needed, and they got it done. The thing that concerns me about the Bengals, number one, they had some injuries in that game. In a short week, playing Baltimore, I'm a little worried about their defense. But if you're a Bengals fan, 1-4 in the AFC, 0-2 in the division. You know, the other week we talked about them getting all these wins against the NFC West. Man, that's great, dude. But you need some tiebreakers, yo. <laughs> you, you need <laughs> some a- your division. You need some AFC wins, dude. <laughs> you need some wins in division, man. They need some division <laughs> wins, and they need T. Higgins to get healthy. Cause... Yeah, they do. But, again, it's a, it's a massive credit to Houston. I certainly didn't think that, you know, I thought the Texans would be competitive. But it felt like Cincinnati had righted the ship. They were rolling. Burrow's been on point. But, it, you know, again, it if if Boyd holds on to that ball, this might be a very different conversation. We go, well, the Texans really gave him a good game, but the Bengals are rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, look, it, it, the proverbial game of inches, it's just the way that it goes. So, but I, I don't know. I, I think my favorite stories right now which aren't necessarily like game and team specific, but just that I think are fascinating in big picture view of the, of the season and of the league are CJ Stroud. And the spinoff of that is obviously Stroud versus, you know, young and uh, David Tepper being salty and Carol dude, if you're the one that wanted young, like that's on, you got to own that bro. And that's what the chatter seems to support is that Tepper, you know, was the trigger on that one. Um, but regardless of who made the decision or why they went young, you're going to look at CJ Stroud and, 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 you know, Stroud and young, they're, they're linked, they're linked. And I hope young ends up being decent. Cause if young is, if young just it is a flop or just doesn't pan out or whatever, they're going to, always look back at passing on Stroud. You know what I mean? And they're just going to hate it. The whole woulda, coulda, shoulda. I know. It's it's what happens. It's what happens. Someone, and I forget which show, they, but they brought up a lot of drafts of QBs going one and two and mm-hmm. how, you know, going back to like Manning Leaf, you know, how like one pans out and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 like flip-flopped, like the one pans out, the two doesn't, or the two pans out, but the one doesn't. It was an interesting deep dive, and unfortunately I don't have that. I just, for whatever reason, just now thought about that, that you brought that up. But mm-hmm. well, uh, it, 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 I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers, and I had completely forgotten uh, about Kevin O'Connell being in Washington. And I just want to remind you, McVeigh, right? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell. Right? Because because like CJ Stroud is one of the stories of the year. And I don't know how long this little magic will last for Dobbs in Minnesota. But Dobbs is Dobbs is probably the the most feel good story of the year. Dude. Um CJ Stroud is incredible. Uh but there's a part of me, like I'm sitting here and we were having this conversation about these quarterbacks and it's crazy to think that Kevin O'Connell, the basic story was that he wanted to draft, like he wanted them to move on from Haskins and take another quarterback. Well, realistically, that would have likely been Herbert, maybe Tua, 
right? But likely Herbert. Well, Kevin O'Connell obviously in Minnesota now, so his decision, I guess they were like, well, whatever, <laughs> you know, in, in, in Washington. And look, Dan, Thanks, Sni- Dan Snyder. Yeah, Dan Snyder and the rest of that squad would have ruined, probably ruined him anyway. But, I mean, it's just wild to think about the offensive coaching talent that was in or passed through Washington in a relatively small period of time, and you have multiple head coaches out of that. It's crazy. Was it the 2013 team that was – just insane. Yes. The coaching staff, I yes. should say. Coaching staff was bananas. Yes. Well, and out of them, they're head, those head coaches now, they've had their own little, uh, their own coaches going out there to grab head, NFL head coaching jobs. Yes. Um, so it's it's always that, uh, you know, they talk about the, the Bill Walsh coaching tree or the Andy Reid coaching tree or, you know, so it's 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 interesting to see who ends up where and it's like all this talent mm-hmm. all all these great minds football minds not just great minds but football minds mm-hmm. that once they finally get their chance it's it's really impressive um just to see just how far they've come i mean i, I mean i remember when, i remember when kemble cow was playing football i mean <laughs> that's 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 what gets me i see the dude on the sideline going the dude looks younger than me mm-hmm. what the hell <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's got a. I don't. It's one of these things that it's hard to to really know. You you need some things to happen under a coach's tenure to get a better feel for who they are, how they lead, how they game plan, how their team responds. You know what I mean? Like what kind of pulse they uh, or feel for the pulse of the players they have. But I, I think you can certainly look at whether it's Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, and they have a talented roster. You know, it, it's it's much harder to win if your roster sucks. Just look at New England, right? Look at Carolina. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's hard. But if, if you maximize talent and your team seems to overachieve or you, you develop players well or you adjust to, t- you know, difficult situations well – you handle certain things well. There is a certain degree of competence, right, and skill, and there there are definitely coaching staffs and individuals that you have a high degree of confidence in. It doesn't mean they always win. It doesn't mean they get everything right, but it does mean that you go, okay, I believe in them, right? I believe in what they're doing. I believe in the program. I believe in their efforts. It looks like we're getting results. And, you know, and this is really more about Dobbs, and this is kind of spilled over into some other things. But, you know, you think about what uh, last year Minnesota overachieved. Now, they had some lucky breaks, but they overachieved, mm-hmm. right? And this year it's a shame because it felt like their defense struggle bust pretty heavy early, and they were rounding into form. And Kirk Cousins was – and I've given Kirk Cousins plenty of grief – for falling short in some of the bigger moments, but he was arguably having one of his best years before the injury. Yeah. And then to get, I mean, think about, and this is a huge credit to Dob, who, by the way, has my, probably my, my favorite name of the year was Puka Nakua, but my favorite nickname of the year is the Pastronaut. 100%. I love, I love this whole Dobbs, the 
aeronautical engineer or whatever it is that he went to school for. But I, I love the nickname. The Pastronaut is fantastic to me. I absolutely love that. And I will say, given what's happened in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, how much better do you think they'd feel if they had Dobbs still there? Because Dobbs was there and they traded them to Arizona. I think they traded Dobbs and a seventh for Arizona's fifth before Arizona later on obviously traded Dobbs to Minnesota. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. I mean, Dobbs has definitely seen his fair share of teams, but the fact that he finally got the chance to play and he made the most of it, and now look at him. He's, I mean, he's, <clears throat> he's primed and leading a team that has a lot of talent. They're getting Justin Jefferson back soon. I mean, this is crazy. It is crazy. So, just to see how he's come out of nowhere, even though he's been in the league for as long as he has been, and he was better than anybody ever gave him credit for. He just finally got a chance to show what he could do, and he's making the most of it. But well, again, and I think this is, this is a multifaceted, multi-layered kind of thing. Number one, for him to go in there and to be learning the cadence of things on the sideline, right? To not have reps, to not know these players' names – to, to show up and basically, like, players are telling him, you know, if, if O'Connell's calling a play, they're like, well, this is what the players are doing. If it's not here, it's there. You know what I mean? Like, think about how difficult that was to do on the fly. And they did it. And don't forget, you know, when he was first in, I, I want to say he got taken down for a safety at the first week. Yeah, like week. the first series or two, he was kind of rough. But then yeah. everything started to click. Yeah. I mean that was that that was the game against the Falcons and, and look I know the Falcons aren't great I understand that you can't necessarily trust them but to basically walk in off the street right don't know his teammates names don't know that and the game gets wild at the end and you know they've got to break down what the plays are the conversations for them to run their offense has to be ridiculous you know he doesn't know all the system language that that's a huge credit to Dobbs and the staff and that team. But one of the things that's always real in sports, and I think it's particularly real in football, is belief, right? And for whatever reason, sometimes you get a little bit of a magic, you get a little bit, of, you get a couple of lucky breaks, bounces, something, right? But if that team has belief, you know what I mean, above and oh, beyond yeah. just their roster. You can go on a run. Now, look, I'm not sitting here telling it's. I'm not telling you that Minnesota is going to go on some crazy run, and and deli- I'm not telling you that. What I am saying is they can play above their heads because the defense has gotten better. They have good skill position talent. To lose Cousins, right, and then to bring in Dobbs, again, I I think. We'll see how this shakes out, but C.J. Stroud is one of the best stories of the year from a quarterback standpoint. But Daw, if you don't, if you don't enjoy, unless you hate the Vikings, at least if your fandom prevents you, at least I'll give you that. But in general, if you're a football fan, right, from a human interest standpoint, if you don't love the Josh Dobbs story, there's something wrong with you. Because by the way, it's incredible. Vikings have won five games in a row. Yes. And they get, they're at Detroit, then they get Chicago Monday night after Thanksgiving week. 
then it's the bye week. Mm-hmm. So if they can maybe split these two games or just win on both, I mean, that, that last little stretch at Vegas, it's... at Cincinnati, the tough part is they get Detroit two of the last three weeks. Yeah, well, the Vikings are one game behind right now. They're one game behind Detroit in the division. But could you imagine that last week mm. if it's they're within a game versus Detroit? It's going to be wild with Josh Dobbs. I know. I, I, but, who would have called that? Right? Who would have called that? And and look, I, the, the, look. I understand it was the Falcons. Can't trust them. No. And the Saints are bizarro. Yeah. Sometimes the Saints look like they can run with the big dogs, and other times it just looks like they got run over. That is a strange, strange team. Inconsistent as hell. But the Vikings have been winning games. And, you know, again, good teams and good coaching staffs help put players in positions to succeed and find help way. find ways to win, to have the opportunity to win games, right? So yep. it's a credit to O'Connell, it's a credit to the Vikings, and it's a credit to Dobbs. To be three teams in one season, half a season, by the trade deadline, that's crazy. And look, Minnesota, let, let's be honest, if, if Cleveland had lost Watson right before the trade deadline, they're making the trade, right? Maybe as awful as it is, is that Cousins got hurt. He got hurt at the right time for them, at least to now. Yeah. And I hate to say it like that because I I feel awful for Cousins because he was really starting to, you know, turn turn that thing around. And well, you know, an 03 start, I mean, they they, they were looking kind of shoddy, right? And then, and then you start piecing things together. But it, look, it, it, it's a long season in its own way. And, and there are teams that have rough starts that just improve. Right. And think about the turnaround in Denver. I mean, they got – I mean, Miami video game numbered them. And all of a sudden, they've clawed, they've clawed their way back to respectability. Yeah. You know, that, that's a credit to Peyton and Russell Wilson and that team and that coaching staff because earlier this season we were like, <laughs> y'all are terrible. And they were terrible. Yeah, and they were terrible. They were terrible. And, and they deserve, and, they earned the criticism. Well, they've earned the praise. Much like Minnesota earned the criticism earlier and they've earned the praise now for right. fighting and clawing their way back into it. And I don't know how long this little magic carpet ride with Dobbs is. Is this just a blip? Is it two or three games? Is it the rest of the season? Who knows? But Cleveland, yes, would be better had they kept Dobbs, for sure. And as awful as it is to lose Cousins, it's fascinating what... This is a good opportunity for Dobbs. Again, I like O'Connell. That's a good spot. You have nice skill position talent. You have a, a, a clearly a, a strong offensive-minded coach. And to make the adjustments and be able to break stuff down and handle that game against the Falcons on the fly is amazing to me. I, I love that he was explaining the plays in the headset to him. Yes. I mean, you're, you're doing 
what you can to help each other win the, the, the offensive lines on the sideline, helping them out with the signals. I just showing that they cared and gave a shit mm-hmm. instead of, Oh, well you got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that shows leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know cousins behind the scenes has been helping them out. I'm sure said, cousins, a good dude, man. He's like, just call me for anything you need. I'm here for you. You know, to me, that's that's showing a lot of leadership in that in that uh, team in that uh, building. Yeah, and that that's that a lot of good things happening there. So that that's that's good to see. That that's uh, and I would think Dobbs is pretty happy. Look, the return of Kyler Murray. Uh, there's an overhead view. If you if you guys haven't seen it, there's an overhead view of that play where Kyler Murray is scrambling all around in that game, and it's it's just nuts. And and the the Cardinals need to go back to Kyler Murray. They have to answer mm-hmm. that question, right? They do. So I get that. But if you're Dobbs, right, and Jonathan Gannon tells you you're not getting traded, you're not getting traded, and then you get traded, you got to be like, all right, thanks, y'all. I don't know how this plays out, right? But I think you you have to be happy for the dude absolutely you know of course for that to play out the way that it did he's he's in a great opportunity space right and he he becomes a master you know he gets to he gets to master his own destiny on a team that i don't know how good minnesota is what i do know is that there's enough around him to parlay that into some success right and for him to be able to make the adjustments in a compressed, very short time frame is a monstrous accomplishment. We'll find out, you know, a lot more once he's there and teams have tape and all this other stuff that happens. But I would still say, regardless of how it plays out, he's one of the best feel-good stories of the year. I'll I tell you what, man, if if they can somehow, some way win these two games, get the bye week, mm-hmm. and they don't play Jefferson at all these two weeks, that gives them three weeks to heal up, that last stretch run, look out. Wasn't it Dobbs and – was it last year or the year before? that? Wasn't it Dobbs in Tennessee? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, – I saw a, a, a meme today. It was like, Josh Dobbs is this generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick and he's yeah, well, all the different jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I which I think is an interesting conversation. Because Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. I mean, he's not a freaking astronaut by any means, but No, but I mean you you you're not going to Harvard as a big dummy. True. Right. So, I mean, Dobbs is a smart guy. Fitzpatrick's a smart dude. Right. So right. you have a certain perspective, work ethic approach. And it's just, we'll see how it plays out, but it just, it's been quite a two game ride um, for Dobbs. And I, I, it would just be neat if they were able to su- sustain some degree of success over the duration of the season, you know, and then maybe make some noise. But who knows? You need a lot of things to go your way, but. 
just the story of the moment I think was just fantastic. Him learning cadence on the, the, the cadence on the sidelines and then going in and handling some granted they had some plays that broke down. But then he adjusted and he he made plays in part with his legs and part with his arm. Uh, and I love seeing the, the post game, the locker room reaction and the crowd react. I mean, it's just how, how can you not appreciate it? Because that's the kind of stuff that just doesn't normally happen. You know, you get more of this stuff like wh- what's the name of that, that dude for the Giants? That quarterback that's t- uh, uh, Tommy DeVito. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Where, where, what's his story? I mean, the, the only story that seems to be coming out from him is that is he lives with his parents. Mom still makes his bed and does his laundry. That's the story coming out. Appar- apparently, they need to play quarterback for him too. So <laughs> that's phenomenal. I don't know, man. Like that—that that was that was just uh, fugly. That's uh, terrible. I, I, well, why, why would you admit that? To, 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 so that it can be played on live TV on top of it. I don't, I don't know, man. I got nothing, but I will say this. Um, did you guys see the, and I would say it's probably like inside the NFL or mm-hmm. NFL films or whatever. One of those. Of, uh, Josh Dobbs, when he rushed in for that touchdown this past Sunday and Kevin O'Connell's just sitting there, does the Jordan shrug like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, like, I can't believe he's doing this, but you know, <laughs> you know. He's oh, just yeah, like, I'm looking right at it. I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's incredible. Just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, just it's phenomenal. And again, you know, there was a point in my life I cared, I cared specifically about my team, and that was it, right? right? But I think some of this is being a little bit older, but having done the podcast for as long as we've done it. Like there's always, there's the story of your team and there's the story of the seat. There's the story of your team. There's the story of the league, but there's the story of the season. Right. And I think you can appreciate the layers of those things, regardless of how your team does. You obviously have your rooting interests. You want your team to do well. The players you like to do well, you want all that, but sometimes you're just not going to get that. So you have to have something that you're vested in, like, right. (laughs) That you enjoy. Um, (laughs) And I, I, you know, the Dobbs story is one of them. It's just one of them. So, now Shannon, you would know this better than Justin and I. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> since when since Dobbs went to Tennessee, obviously that's you know when you're in the SEC, you're at a big boy school. But wasn't he like at one point considered almost like a Heisman hopeful until he got injured one season? Because he had like a really didn't he ever like a really gnarly injury after having like a really good start to a season in that Tennessee? Sounds about right. And then because they were talking he... about they were talking about him being like a first round pick and he dropped to the fourth round to the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers took him in the fourth round, and I I want to say he like embarrassed Kentucky one game. I mean, not that that's difficult to do, but like Kentucky thought they had a chance and. It ended up being like forty-eight to ten or some some craziness. I want to say where he just lit him up, and then I think November he ended up having just uh, an awful injury that not only took him out of the Heisman race, but took Tennessee uh, University of Tennessee, you know, out for good. And maybe that's the only knock I have against him is he is a volunteer, but I guess Peyton Manning went there too. So I'll let that one slide. You'll let it go. 
Oh. Oh, oh, Randy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Look at Randy. Let it go. Let it go. Just for you, Shannon. Thank you. Thanks, Giles. Thanks. Let it go. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we play this song for Draymond Green next time he plays uh, Rudy Gobert? <laughs> yes, yes. Let, let him go. Let him go. There's no need to choke anymore. <laughs> oh, God. That asshole's at it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I loved uh, – by the way, by the way, can we, uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, Draymond's out there looking like he's going to go ahead and do some, uh, what, auditions for, like, WWE Raw or something out there, you know, choking and headlocking. He had a quality – it was a legal headlock. Yeah, le- legal. It just wasn't in a ring. It was in a court. That's right. A uh, couple of things. Number one, can we recruit Draymond to maybe headlock and choke out – I shouldn't say choke out. Can we recruit Draymond to headlock some of these refs that make really atrocious calls? Please. Please. <laughs> like the ref that threw out Forbes – uh, from the Washington uh, Seattle game for you know that hit, can can we do that? Because that was lame, right? It wasn't egregious. It was crap. It was crap. So I watched the replay of it. Huh? Well, oh. From what I understand, it's the people in New York who review the play and make the determination. It's not the refs. So you need can we sit it. Draymond Green on the assholes in New York that overruled yes, the refs yes, and threw him yes. out of the game? Can we do that? By the way, Draymond Green, this song is dedicated for you. Just remember, Rudy Gobert's head is not a... Hot potato, potato, Just let you know. Unlike Shannon, who normally almost spits his beer out mid-drink when something like that happens. <laughs> uh, Five-game suspension. Well-deserved. 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 Uh, and I, I do think uh, Gobert was, was pretty funny. Uh, Shannon, I would imagine you may have seen this, but he was talking about the Draymond Green headlock. He said, it's kind of funny because before the game, I was telling myself that Steph is not playing, so I know Draymond is going to try to get ejected. Because every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't want to play. Mm-hmm. He'll do anything he can to get ejected. Clown behavior. <laughs> I laughed. That's so funny. Well, so, punching someone in the dick or whatever. I, who was it that he stomped on in the chest? He like Leitner had a stomp, but the Leitner stomp wasn't nearly as egregious as the Draymond stomp. Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> just, just saying. I don't even remember anymore. Uh, I can see him. Was it uh, Sabonis' son? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Stomp Sabonis. I think it was. I think it was Sabonis. Yeah, yeah, DeMontis Sabonis. Yep. Flagrant two. And Sabonis was on the ground and he stomped on him and then like went running down the court. Yeah. Look, uh, you know. Draymond Green's an enforcer. Like, I get it. I get it. But there are sometimes you're like, seriously, dude, you're a moron. <laughs> That's just so dumb. So dumb, dude. I mean, I appreciate his uh, Detroit, you know, mindset from like the 80s and 90s, you know, trying to go all Bill Lambeer here. But God bless, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he's taking he, – it's it's the easy way for load management, you know. <laughs> Oh, 
yeah, this is this is Draymond. This is Draymond. And Draymond's no yeah. nut November. Yeah, no his load management. No, no nut November. Well, well F O A. Look, he's not going to be in a game, so we'll have time to choke one out on his own accord too. I mean, I'm just saying, bro, <laughs> don't choke the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you rang. Yeah, speaking of someone else who doesn't need to trick the chicken. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know Draymond Green was a Quiet Ride fan, right? Well, bang your head. Oh no! <laughs> I like it. Oh, Ariana Grande just rang. Oh, go bang. Yeah, well, we know how that goes. We know how that goes. I right, gotta find the right video. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he did. Well, at <laughs> least, like at a- least, at least he didn't, you know, at least he didn't headlock and choke him out so bad that he, you know, he, he, he took his head off or shook his head off. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. <laughs> so, do you think do you think Taylor Swift helps Travis Kelsey shake it off? I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> the amount of fucking media coverage those two get, it would shock me if we find out the answer. Oh my god! All kidding aside, man, like. I thought it was great that she changed the lyrics to the song like on the fly in the concert. I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought that was great. Absolutely. I thought it was great. And then her running off, like, you know, like walking off whatever at the end of the concert and then running up to him. I thought that was cute, man. It, it, it put a smile on my face, man. I, like, I'm happy for them. I know that sounds weird. I don't know them. I don't know them at all. Right? It's irrelevant whatever they whatever happens with them. It doesn't mean anything in my life. But like I don't know. There's there's something about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift that I like I'm like, "Oh, that's cute." It's so weird. But yeah, the the media coverage is overkill. Like I I understand your point, but I don't know. I, did you see the? And I'm sure you both have seen it this week. The what? meme of Travis and Jason at UC and said these <laughs> yes. two guys. One's dating a billionaire. Yeah. The other one, yeah. the sexiest. Yeah. one yeah. of the sexiest uh, yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's got both of them in their in their bear cat uniforms, <laughs> and it's like, you know, one of these guys is is a, a finalist for sexiest man alive, and the other one is dating Taylor Swift. There's still hope for you. <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> By the way, Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, <coughs> sexiest man alive finalist. What, what, I don't think, think anybody had that on their bingo card list this year for sure. It's a um, win for every man with a dad bod. I mean, if we nope. could turn back time and take that bet beforehand, yeah, that right, he would be a finalist. Look, look five-time first-team All-Pro. I did not realize that dude was a walk-on running back at the University of Cincinnati. He then oh, switched yeah. he then switched to fullback and then eventually switched to offensive line. That man, aka he just likes to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Fat. But I dude, a walk on running back switches to fullback, switches to offensive line. He ran the fastest forty of all the the offensive linemen in the 2011 combine. He ran. He, I would hope so. He ran a four. Better have. He ran. He was a damn yeah. running back. He, he ran a four eight nine. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, think about that. Like, like that's a hell of a thing to be a walk on. To be a, a walk on at all, yeah. and then to have not just a position switch. Right, I mean, who would have been like? Although I guess it's like thinking back to Andy Reid and the punt pass kick competition, right? <laughs> like, what happened to this guy? Right, you know. But those pitchers are are, are a riot. They're oh just God, a riot. Yeah. And I think I don't remember he, he. He I don't think he plays trauma. He plays a, a, a an inch, a, is it saxophone? Like like he's a legit. Like he has legitimate skills. Like he played an instrument with a band or whatever, or in band. You know what I'm like? It's crazy. Yeah, but the, the Kelseys are doing team. Kelsey's doing all right, bro. They, they, they're doing all right. For they're themselves. doing all right, man. They're doing all right. It's just, it's just nuts. Yeah, Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm gonna raise a glass real quick to James. I'm the system Harden. Oh, uh, fuck out of here. The, the Clippers. I think they've lost six straight. And five since Harden arrived. Now, look, their last loss uh, as of, I mean, unless they're playing tonight. Uh, but I think their last loss of that, you know, their that fit, that five since Harden arrived was against the Denver Nuggets. So, the, really, there's no shame in losing to Denver. And I think that was in Denver. But it is yeah, still. Yeah, no shame there. There's but. no shame there. But it's just funny because you're like, oh, all right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> can, can I ask you guys a question? No. Does it feel. <laughs> Like the NBA forced the Clippers to make that trade so that he would actually play. I think you asked us this the other week. Uh, because why on earth, when you're the only legit contender to get this guy, why would you give all that stuff up? I don't know. I, I it's, it's, it, the whole thing is weird, but. Maybe that's maybe that's in part just saying they have a a certain window with Kawhi, Paul George, you know, and that's just just going in. And who knows? Look, they could gel. They could be interesting. They could be competitive. But or they I, could be I, 0 and forty. I don't or, know. <laughs> or they could just suck bags of ass, right? I'm not right Howard approves. Yeah, it's not like I'm going, ooh, I hope I hope they succeed. Like I don't have any I mean, whatever. I, I guess what's more interesting? The Clippers putting it together and being really good, or Harden forcing his way out of another team and it just goes all to hell with the Clippers. Well, the Schadenfruit, you know what I mean, story is that Harden forces his way out and he doesn't get rewarded for it. Right, and then the Clippers suck. Yeah, well, they're gonna suck regardless. Cause yeah, because Clippers, I mean, Clippers it, going to Clipper. Yeah, because I guess unless you're a hard fan, for the <clears> most <throat> part, people are tired of his crap. Yeah, they're tired of it. So they're. I don't think anybody's like, ooh, can't can't wait. Yay! My, my, my favorite meme from 
from this whole debacle was is Brad Williams, and I don't know if y'all have ever seen his comedy or not, but he's I a have. dwarf that does comedy. And he, he is freaking phenomenal. He mm-hmm. is fantastic. You should watch one of his specials on any one of a number of streaming services. But right. he had Draymond, and he says, congratulations to the 2014 NBA champions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that was good. That was good. That's pretty funny. I tell you what, like, I need a new beer. I'm not going to make a new mixed drink, but I, I, I'm going to need a new beer. So I'm going to pause so that, uh, so that I can refresh my beverage. And then we're going to pound our way through. We're going to Philip Rivers, you know, the, the, the backside of the... <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to keep pounding. <laughs> the <What>? backside of this. <laughs> I mean, dude's got a weak pullout game, so you never, you know, so there you go. We're going to pound the backs. <laughs> We're Snoop Dogg. We need some doggy style. Do, 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 coming out my back door. Um. Oh, no. oh, Damn it, Justin. <laughs> Almost ruined my computer. Gives me meaning to the screech around. Damn. Holy shit. I can't breathe. Yeah, buddy. That's a good song, too. Is that what she said? <laughs> I don't know. There, there, there's a there's a <coughs> joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going there. Oh, I might don't have go to. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. I might have to add that to the playlist. I think I'm going to. You got to, man. I think that's I think that that's made the sports brew uh, music list. Then we got to add that for any time we have a backdoor <laughs> cover or. You know, a random Todd screech around, or you know, whatever. I think that that needs to be there. Could be Matt's new entrance theme if he ever shows up. Uh, that's an that's an exit strategy more than anything else when it comes to Whitfield. And by exit strategy, strategy, I mean any woman's exit strategy. Oh no! Oh no! Come together, not when it involves Whitfield. (laughs) 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 Damn. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, know your enemy, all right. Holy crap. (laughs) We didn't start the fire. He might have. Remember, Whitfield, they make a cream for that. Help. Oh no! Do yourself a solid. <laughs> Holy shit! Boy, that took a dark turn at the end. Where I'm like, I'm just gonna go get a a beer refill. Where did that? How did that happen? Oh, shit! <laughs> it is November lane time. Yeah. yeah, it is. We we need look. We need a salute clock. I need a fresh beer. 
Maybe we need to grief the Giants like we always do. Oh my God! This time of year. Yeah, move, bitch, move, move to the fridge, get a fresh beer. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) There we go. My God, holy crap! Anyway, fridge, get out the beer, get out the beer. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 beer time. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, as always, keywords are sports and brew. You like beer, you like you like sports, you like bullshit. You you should probably like us. So uh, thanks for putting up with our crap. As always, we'll take a quick break, water some trees, grab some fresh beverages, and then we'll pound out the rest. <laughs> Looking out the back door. Yes. Well, we'll be right back. All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are overdue for a salute o'clock, uh, certainly before Draymond Green comes and headlocks my beer or something goofy. So, <laughs> Oh, no, uh, he's getting punched in the balls. He tries that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you said balls. <laughs> also true. You know what, MacGuffin? You said balls. Exactly. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> I de- dedicate this. To you bills. Yeah, I dedicate this salute clock to. Uh, hey, oh, just go ahead and blow Duke uh, to Randy <laughs> for Duke for Duke handling business against Michigan State the other night. Man, it's how this games. I swear to God, Michigan State just always drives me nuts, man. And uh, Duke was handling business, and then uh, they just started chipping away and closing the gap. And I was like, oh man, what the hell? And then Duke put him away at the end, but. Randy, uh, Shannon and I were laughing, dude. We were like, we got to talk well, about the Duke game. <laughs> well, if all you do is go to Duke, am I just going to fucking bed right now? See? <laughs> I, I'm going to guess you still got beer to drink, so no. Of course I do. Just crack Oh, my God. Who the out. hell cares? <laughs> Another classic. Wow. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> you trying to squeeze a niche in on me somewhere, huh? <laughs> do 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 Matthew's at the back door. <laughs> oh, you trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? All right, um Wow. Oh goodness. There you go. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh shit! The computer just fell on my foot. All right, there we go. <laughs> Not the computer I'm using, just a different one. Oh my god! All right, uh, salute o'clock, salute o'clock. All right, uh, and now I have I have been enjoying some Stone IPAs, but uh, recording I am absolutely still just kind of rocking these Coronas uh, because here's the deal. Number one, I like to water trees in between when we take a break, so the Coronas are good for that. But uh, I, I don't have as much payback the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you drink those heavy yeah. beers. Next day is a little bit of a slog. So the, the lighter beers are a lot easier to get through the workday and everything else uh, on the follow-up. So still enjoying a Corona. Although I did pound out a Mexico and Jack Daniels, and that was very good earlier. Mm. Mm. I had one little teeny tiny sip that I had missed. So let me go and finish that off. Uh, but yeah, just a little Corona, man. Just uh, hydrating with a touch of alcohol. Mm. There you go. I didn't throw a lime in there, so it's not it's it's not quite the full Corona experience, but that's okay. 
tastes good to me. And that's all that really that's all that really all that really matters. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And when you're hydrating, that's all that really bladders as well, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. All right. Shannon, what you got, bro? So a couple weeks ago, we took a trip to the mountains and uh, brought home. I brought home some cider, so I had some Baldrock earlier. Mm. Now I'm having a Bryant's, uh, still swinging, which is a bourbon and peach. Still swinging. I, you know, I think if if we ever, for whatever reason, let's say we, uh, you know, won the lottery, and I don't mean like it, like you know, here we won five grand. I mean like we won like a big lottery, right? Had a ton of money. Um, and we were like, you know what we should do? We should start a brewery. Yeah. So if we did that and we brewed cider, I just want you to know that we would absolutely name our cider in <laughs> insider. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were going to go McCockin, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, uh, that could be that could be part of the multi pack, but. <laughs> I just figured if we had the in cider, we'd be good. Just saying. Head to the danger zone, buddy. Yes. Straight into the danger zone. So it'd be, zone. It'd be, so it'd be a, a juicy cider on top of it. Oh no! <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's just. As much as I enjoy them, let's hope it's not a dry cider. Oh, <laughs> that would be the Shapiro cider. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. How. Oh, I could just kill a man. There you go. That's that <laughs> level of joke. That's for sure. Hey, Woo! All right. Anyway, Randy, what you drinking, bro? <laughs> uh, well, first, uh, first part of the the uh, podcast here. Mm-hmm. I cracked out my first victory, Merry Monkey of the season. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Always, always a good decision, especially now that we're. God bless. We're getting closer to the holidays. It's I know. crazy to even think about. It is bananas. Um, but obviously, I'm going to go with uh, you know, old faithful here, little hearty mama's mean cobbler <clears throat> for the second for the back half here. The classic. Getting especially you know, next week is Thanksgiving, and you know, oh, no. why not? Why That's not? <laughs> That's definitely dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have plenty left. That's why I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I gotta get, I gotta get, I still get to get that uh, first GBS of the season in. As long as it's not the first IBS of the season out, just saying. Mm. Ain't that the truth? It, indeed, it is. Pooping out my back door. Oh, well, no. All we need is a chili cook-off for that. <laughs> I know. We have I don't even know the last year we did a chili cook-off. Literally, bro. it was <clears throat> pre-pandemic. It was the year right before the pandemic. It was 2019. <laughs> I still have the trophy. I still have the wow. apron. Literally, I have as the years have gone on, mm-hmm. I've got COVID as the winner because basically COVID has blocked yeah. the uh, chili cook-off for 
since 2020. Well, we so. we are we are post COVID. We just haven't resumed it. I guess at some point we need to go ahead and do a. We need to crank the chili cook off of some sort uh, back back up. You know, I mean it's cold enough now. I mean for sure. We're gonna have to get post Thanksgiving. I don't know. Maybe we need to be like in uh February. Hearts and farts. That could be the chili cook off, right? We could do it around Valentine's Day. Hearts and farts. Heart. I like it. Hearts. You, I like have, it. you you could have it uh, part of the Super Bowl weekend festivities. <laughs> yes. Or you could have it in January with since everyone has a birthday in January. <laughs> yeah, it's also true. It's also true. Some way to stay warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right. Oh man, Whew. that was a lot. Good stuff. All right. Um. Also, a lot. Uh. I work with a lot of Bills fans, like like legit, <laughs> like dieharders. And bro, I don't know what the hell is going on in Buffalo, other than it's just a clusterfuck. And I will give credit to Denver for sure for finding a way to stick in that game and and pull that off. But look. The the Bills the Bills have some disaster bags going on. You know what I'm saying? Four turnovers, Allen with two picks, and I know one of those was was not really his fault per se. I get that, um, but that dude has at least one pick in the last six games. That's gross. Mm-hmm. And they can fire Ken Dorsey, and I'm, there's plenty of Bills fans that are happy about them firing Ken Dorsey. I get it. Um, but Ken Dorsey But Ken Dorsey didn't have 12 people out there on that missed field goal attempt, did he? Ken Dorsey didn't zero no. didn't zero blitz Wilson or you know cover zero at the end on Russell Wilson did he and look we can talk about that being a cheap play I get it I get it but here's the thing if you're gonna send all that heat right if Wilson hits that throw and the receiver's in step he's gone for a touchdown if he yeah. underthrows it and the wide receiver does what he's supposed to do which he did he 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 basically pulls up it goes at the ball and and the DB runs it it's a smart football play. I'm not saying I like that kind of play happening. I'm not saying that. But that's Buffalo's fault. Them's the breaks. Them's the breaks, dude. That's not Ken Dorsey's fault. You know? And, and again, kudos to Denver, man. We wrote them off for dead. They started 1-5. And, and they're they're 4-5 and five now. And you, you know what I didn't realize? Right? I mean, it because it's easy to think back to when Miami lit their ass up for, what was it, 70 yeah, they, they should have I mean, gone kick the field goal for 73 for the record. <clears throat> should have, could have, would have, didn't. Over the last four games, Denver has the best defense in the entire NFL. Like, I wouldn't have guessed that. No, as, as, damn, I wouldn't have either. No, as far as, I think they're giving up, a, I think they're averaging 14 points a game is what they're giving up. It's something, I'd have to double check the numbers, but it, it's nuts. It's nuts, you know. And that that's a credit to them, but Buffalo, oh my God, I if you're a Bills fan, you have to be just like, what the hell is this? I mean, you got Trayvon Diggs tweeting that his brother, you know, Stephon Diggs needs to leave the Bills. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna help you out, but so much. But they're just it's just a debacle. You know, it's funny, and the Bills are the kind of team that a lot of people will kind of soft pull for, you know what I'm saying? Um, Unless it's, you know, unless they happen to be a a fan of an AFC East team, they're certainly not rooting for you at that point. But 
you know, a lot of people have like secondary or, you know, these tertiary kind of like teams that they'll go, well, my, you know, my team sucks. My team's out of it. Who am I rooting for? And the Bills are one of those teams that's kind of easy to be like, well, you know, it'd be cool if they did well. You know, there's a lot of like feel good or it's okay. Like I'd be all right with that. And, and they just squander it. But, you know, it's funny because a few weeks ago, there was this storyline, and I thought this was hilarious, that Buffalo was essentially the Dallas of the AFC, the Cowboys of the oh, AFC. Oh, no. <laughs> and I Damn. laughed at that. But they're beyond that now, right? They're beyond that. Uh, the Cowboys of the AFC was actually really fitting. But now I'm just like, dude, what is going on? I'll miss the Cowboys. Shit show. Yeah. It, it's... They're, they're yeah. shooting themselves in the foot. They're making too many damn mistakes. They're, I mean, 12 men on the defense, on, and they missed the field goal. That would have been game. Would have won. And you, and I, you gave them, and you gave them another chance. Yep. It's I, I got to fault. Did you guys watch Manny Cast on Monday? I watched part no. of it. So, I want to say about the second quarter, Eli is sitting there like, and it was interesting because I, Watching with Patrick Mahomes and how he was like seeing and calling the game, mm-hmm. that dude is just otherworldly. Mm-hmm. There was one at one point he called six consecutive plays mm-hmm. correctly, and I'm like, holy fuck! Like this dude just he's just on another level. Mm-hmm. But Eli was sitting there going, quit throwing this quarter route because you're going to get picked or you have a chance to get picked. And for whatever reason, they the, the Bills kept going to some quarter route and Eli's sitting there going, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, do something else other than that. Tempting fate. Well, the play calling itself <clears throat> was not good. It really wasn't. When you think about the flow of the game for, that, for their offense, and I was – shocked but not shocked like i was just like oh look you threw an interception go figure you know just whatever yeah but all right so this past sunday in houston you watch devin singletary go for a buck 50. what has buffalo been missing honestly for this entire josh allen run a running game right yeah, like, but see, I, the, and I understand what you're saying. The flip side of that is, is you have to be willing to commit to it. They've had at least decent running back, running back talent, right? I'm not saying they've had but, a, a, a truly elite guy, but that's a team that hasn't committed to running the ball. Correct. And I'm saying, can we commit to running the ball so that Allen is not leaned on to have to save the like i i I feel like allen has the carson wentz syndrome that i have to be the hero syndrome you know what i mean like i feel like he's got that that carson wentz syndrome where he feels like he has to be the hero and play hero ball to get them over to home Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have to like cook is yeah he had a couple of fumbles monday i get it that's not the best example, but he's a pretty decent running back. Give him an opportunity. You got Murray, who was, we all know, is, is a dude that's a grinder. Like, give those guys an opportunity to really help you 
do the play action game. I mean, Peyton Manning had Edron James, Tom Brady had Corey Dillon. Like, use those guys to work your play action game. Yeah. Something like take well, the pressure off the quarterback and just not have them feel like they have to play hero ball. Well, you know, and at some point, like last season, was it Leslie Frazier that got that they fired in season? Um, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, you've had some turnover, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I like Josh Allen. You know, and, and earlier this year we had a conversation on this podcast, and it was like, really, at what point do you hold Josh Allen against Josh Allen? <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point, you have to. <laughs> Um, and at what, and at what point does the media narrative turn? Well, it hadn't when we had that conversation last month or whatever, I think it has now that being said, and I, I don't dislike Sean McDermott. I don't, but by the time you're firing your DC one season, your OC the next, you probably realize that you're on the chopping block. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, now Dig Diggs is a little high maintenance. He is, but he, you know he wants to win, and he's quite capable. And look, not not every turnover is explicitly on Josh Allen, but you gotta be you gotta be able to make handoffs without fumbling the ball, dude. That was a new one for me. Um, and and some of the throws are just like you should know better by now. You can blame the route. You can blame whatever. But the quarterback, some of these throws, you just – he's been in the league long enough. You should know better. He got a yeah. strong arm. And, look, as somebody that loved Brett Favre, you live by the gunslinger, you die by the gunslinger. <laughs> you just do. Yep. You know, and, and the Bills are the kind of team that if Josh Allen got ridiculously hot, they could just – they could murder they could murder people, right? Yep. On the, they could. Mm-hmm. You could have the digs and – um, Gabe Davis, you got Gabe and, Davis, and yeah, Kincaid. And, and you you got enough talent there that, that they could get hot and just level people. But there's something amiss, awry, askew, or whatever there, and turnovers kill you. They just do. You know, you can yeah, you, you can survive a turnover or two depending on what your team is doing. But they the, with the the losses they've had on the defensive side of the ball. Offense got to carry them, and you got to play smarter. You got to play smarter situational football than they do. And at some point, that's on McDermott. You know, it it just is, and it's a shame. Uh, I'm not saying Ken Dorsey was you know phenomenal. I mean, he's no Matt Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you can't give up twenty nine to the Patriots. You, yeah. I don't know, man. Like you can't the way they get they choked that game that opening game against the Jets where Allen had like three interceptions, mm-hmm. like in in this game, like they had four turnovers. Like it's just yeah. like it's like a turnover fest. It's not beer fest, it's a turnover fest. Um, yeah, it's a problem. It, yeah. It, like it, as good as you think you are, you cannot overcome that in the National Football League. You just can't overcome the that many mistakes. And yeah. 
as good as you may think you are. And look, on paper, you may be that good, but guess what? Paper champions don't matter. Mm-mm. No, they, 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 Buffalo finds ways to lose. Buffalo finds ways to lose. It, it's just weird. I think it's reasonable to state that that coaching staff and that team are underperforming. And look, they've had some tough breaks the past couple of years. You know, the DeMar Hamlin, you know, on-field incident, uh, certainly injuries. And I saw some article, and I don't have it saved, but like 13 seconds is like the bane of their football existence the past couple oh, of like years. Oh, four games. Yeah, yeah there, there's all there, there were four. Yeah, there were four games in it. One was Kansas City. One was Denver. Uh, I think one was Cincinnati. I forget the one other was one. Cincinnati, and um, I forget the other one. But it was it, it, everything revolved around this 13 seconds on the clock, and just they they were so close. And I don't. I'm not saying their Super Bowl window was closed, um, but I, I think given their drop off and on the defensive side of the ball, that they, they're up against it. The offense has to carry it, and you, you just have to play smarter football than they do. So uh, they're gonna have to just get like hot. They're gonna have to get hot if they're gonna do anything in the playoffs. They're, they're just that's just it. And uh, New England you, was the other one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and you got to you got to you got to cut the turnovers down. You know, if you're gonna play stupid football, right? they mar- They don't have enough margin for error to absorb those kind of. Tur- they just don't. I mean, this soundbite should be played for the for the Patriot, which is crazy. We should get the Bill Callahan Patriots effect, but it's also applicable to the Bills. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. And I'm highly critical because of the way we give games away. We give them away, period. Because it's true. I mean, you could go Danny Green on this. You yes. could go Bill Callahan, uh, Jim Mora. Playoffs. I'm just hoping we can win the game. <laughs> like, they, Let me they, answer that. You know, that is an absolute crock of You know, you people in the news media, all of you uh, dwell on some negative piece of like that. And I don't know how Steve feels about it, but it just and you don't have to bleep one single word of this. We got to bleep every other word of this. What are you talking about? Well, well Steve Tasker must have been the Steve he was talking to because <laughs> literally we're talking about Buffalo. So we got to have a, t- a Buffalo guy. Yeah, that, that that's fair. Oh, I mean, it, at this point, it it starts with Allen. He has to really just be like, I've got to clean this up. I've got to make better decisions on my throws. If I don't see somebody open, just, you know, throw it out of bounds or take off. One of the two. Just stop trying to force a pass dude. in between defenders. Josh O'Reilly. Jo- look, Josh O'Reilly, baby. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live! I mean you could tell <laughs> fucking thing sucks! You could tell like his favorite player growing <laughs> up was Brett Favre because of just that gunslinger mentality, but mm-hmm. the thing is is Favre had his share of interceptions, but he also had his but he had such a strong arm and he was so accurate at times, it didn't matter who was defending his receiver, the dude caught the ball because it just was so thrown in there so damn hard. But, yeah, but there's only one Brett Favre. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 time to stop 
trying to emulate guys like Elway and Favre and start being your own player and being smarter with what you do with the damn football. Yeah, well, it... <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. Once Dayball left, he the turnovers started going up. What well, and the right things ball, are, things are going in New York. Dayball might be available again. You never know. <laughs> uh, he's going to be available. And <laughs> look, we've always said like sometimes you're just a better coordinator than you are a head coach, and that's okay. Yeah, that that's. <laughs> Looking at you, Josh McDaniels and Norv Turner. <laughs> well, I, I think Josh McDaniels is just better being Bill Belichick's bitch. Did you see that? that did too. you see that thing with McDaniels where like he got fired, and that that dude, that dude. Let's see if I can pull this story. Oh, I did have I sent it to myself in the chat. Oh, Good. where he got butthurt alert. He over he got Pierce. fired and so well yeah, that, that part's there. But um he got fired as his kids were trick or treating and he called his kids home from trick or treating to break the news. Bro, your kids are out there in costumes. Nobody know nobody knows who the hell they are. Why are you ruining their night? What is that? Dick. What kind of crap move is that? What the fuck are you doing? Whatever, Dad. Can we get we'll more candy? Exactly. Fucking let it be kids. They don't give a shit what the hell happened to you. Well, I mean, they well, care, no. but I mean, don't mess up Halloween. You know what I mean. It's like, yeah, like let, them get, let them get yeah. the candy. Then when they get home, like, you can no, have no, a They can feel bad for you and eat yeah. the candy while they feel bad for you. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Sorry, kids. Come on back. Fuck them. No. <laughs> like, what is that? A bad Bless parenting one on one. That's what that is. That's an F. I mean, he's already got bad coaching because you know, now clearly the bad parenting is in there. Just because yeah. you know the Raiders run the BSE does not mean he has to make his kids' night feel like they're on the BSE. No, uh, kudos to the Raiders, by the way, who had not only the post McDaniel's win, but then followed that up with another because it's it, it's the first one you don't always you kind of a lot of times you have that one game bounce. Right, and that they won two. Now, granted, to be fair, to be fair, it was the Giants and the Jets, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not to be that's, fair. Uh, hey, that's one way to get your season that, right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. let let's uh, channel the wolf from uh, Pulp Fiction. Let's don't start sucking each other off just yet. <laughs> no, no. Their next five games are the they're at Miami. They have the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Chargers, and they're at the Chiefs. So good luck. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they they have. Hey, look, we got some wins under our belt. Oh shit. Yeah, and, and, we are so fucked. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that the Jets haven't scored an offensive touchdown in eleven quarters, which is gross. A touchdown. And, What's that? Yeah, offensive touchdown, huh? And I want to say like they have some disgusting third down conversion rate this year. Uh, the when they after they lost to the Chargers, their third down conversion rate for the season was twenty two percent. Holy balls! Good lord! Which was the worst worst rate in the NFL in forty five years. I'm sure it's not any better than it was. <laughs> so what do you mean stick it in the end zone? We don't even know what the end zone is right now, huh? <laughs> 
Don't know. I, I'm sure there's a Whitfield joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to touch it. What? Like that's what I was saying, but Justin will. <laughs> well, first of all, your mistake is saying there was a Whitfield joke in there. It didn't get that. <laughs> it, it didn't get that far. True story. And that's what she said. Love you, buddy. Oh, man. That's dirty. That's dirty. Oh, also dirty, by the way, are the Cowboys murdering the Giants this season. Absolutely Ooh. just kill, killing them. Killing them. Two games, they outscore the Giants 89-17. to That is a 72-point combined march. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. And Cowboys just walking up like, bitch. Yeah. Look, I tell you, nobody beats up on inferior opponents like Dallas does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, the hyperbole this week has killed me. Yeah. So like, much. I, like, I, look, in, in one of my leagues, I have Dak as my quarterback. And I had him or C.J. Stroud. And I'm like, I'm going to start Dak this week because they're playing the Giants. Mm -hmm. Cue the November lame. Um, just for Mark. Well, that's that's doable. Here, hold on. I gotta have that. Uh, oh no, Guns and Roses. Where are you at? Oh, we haven't used it in a while. I must have slid. I must have slid that. Uh, slid that down. You know what? We're gonna do it. We really this only one. use that song like once a year. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. I'm just. Gonna, I, I'm just gonna type. Look, I'm just typing November. There we go. There you go. I mean, look, Mark November lamed himself, right? I mean, when was, when was the last time we even heard from that dude? Mark, where are you at, bro? Right? Are you waiting for the Giants to find you in the one of the Meadowlands end zones? Because you're going to be there a while. <laughs> Especially with that, that That's a true story with the veto at quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, keep going, McGuffin. <laughs> I I I I freaking oh Dallas and because uh, I had Dak on one of my teams yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was just like all right Dak or Stroud this week and I'm like yeah oh, no I'm gonna start Dak against the Giants for sure yeah and I the guy was playing texting me he's like fucking Dak Prescott are you kidding me and I'm like yep he's playing a shitty opponent of course I'm starting him oh yeah 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 hundred percent. If it's a crappy team, you can count. You can count on Dallas to show up. You can count on them, but like the media this week, dude, it's like, oh my god, put some respect on Dak Sam, and I'm like, it's no. the fucking Giants, you fucking cunts. <laughs> what <Wow>. the hell? <laughs> What's funny is, uh, every I, now like I'm seeing like little things from Skip Bayless like Look. on my on my feed when I'm what going through YouTube. And he's like, "Oh man, it's, they're they're back. They, I hope we get to play the 49ers in the playoffs." And I'm like, "No, you don't. You, no, you, no, you, you really don't." don't. But no. <laughs> that's what I sat there and I realized I'm like, you know what? I bet you all Cowboys fans are like, "We're back." And I was like, I looked at the schedule and I went, "You guys are six and one against teams you're supposed to beat. Okay, you're zero and two against the teams that are actually playoff teams that are over five hundred. That would probably." That are both teams were fixing to whoop your ass. Mm -hmm. We haven't. Uh, there's a little bit of a disparity here. You're beating the 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 weaker teams as you should, losing to the Cardinals and Dobbs, who clearly is having like an amazing year. 
and you lose to the 49ers and the Eagles. You, you know, so unless you beat a quality team, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the that's that's, that's the way you got to look at it. Until you have a quality win under your belt, Dallas fans just need to shut up. Look, there there was this. I Randy, I don't know if you heard this, but there's a there was a um, on field audio from the Jaguars and the 49ers, but I think it's also relevant for the Cowboys, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Fred, this is Fred Warner talking, and then a Jags player response. So it's Fred Warner first. Hey, they don't know what they're doing. Right, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I think that was Trevor Lawrence that said, yeah, you're right, we don't. Hold on, let me play that again. Hey, they don't know what they're doing. Right, we don't. Oh, no, nah, that's gotta be a lineman. Yeah, man. no, yeah, they were no the the camera cut the Trevor Lawrence on that one, but yeah, I'm sure that was a lineman. You're right, we don't. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you're right, we don't. <laughs> bro, I, the yeah we don't came from a brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Oh man, you know what's not coming from a brother? What's that? Christmas presents from AJ Brown to his nephews. You know why? His nephew's favorite player is Justin Jefferson. <laughs> he said straight up, my nephew's favorite player is Justin Jefferson. It, <laughs> LOL, it'd be your own family. We're going to see if Jet get him something for Christmas because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> so funny, but so funny. Did they actually talk about that in the broadcast, too? That's hilarious, dude. That's so <laughs> funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's getting Jack Gould be like, yeah, I ain't getting you squat, bro. AJ Brown's been playing salty this year. Yeah, yeah, good moments. Hey, yeah, well, oh. he, he's looking a brother up right now, so I appreciate that. Look at that. Oh, NFL Insider says the Chargers are favorites to land Belichick. All right, let's close that one out. We talked about that anyway. Gotta start closing these windows out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, LA needs to make a change. They do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, time. Staley's putting the stale right in in that. Oh, they, they it's just, stale they, they, and stale. Yeah, yeah. They, they're underachieving. It, they're underachieving. It's so, time to shift away from analytics. Okay. Um, his analytics, especially his analytics. But his I mean, analytics. You have to look at common sense. Uh, football situational awareness versus analytics. If you are beating the shit out of a team, yes, they're going to say analytics is always going to say pour it on. You know, but sometimes all it takes is that one play to turn things around. Yeah, and it's man. that 1% that you're not thinking about that, oh, look, it just happened and the game goes to shit. I mean, how think about that. We had, or... games, we had games this past week you... that Teams were up handily. Look at the Ravens Browns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Browns just had like an absolutely amazing comeback. I mean, I was. Did a, you see was, that pick six off that deflected throw? That was insane. <laughs> that, was, that was. That deflection looked like a Danny Werfel throw. Like, <laughs> by, the, by the time it was deflected up, it was crazy to me did watching that some, ball. Did you have some old, old. Redskins flashbacks. With I that did. One, I was Justin. like, "Oh my god, that looks like Danny Werfel throwing a ball. This is great." And of course, <laughs> it, it, got, is. it is. It gets picked. It, 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 here's what I'll say, man. Like, I'm not anti-analytics. You guys know this, but 
you, you can't discount a feel for the moment, right? And a feel for your team. So analytics matter, right? But you gotta you gotta have a gut feeling. And one of the one of the best examples of that is this past weekend and that when it, when it was the Lions and the Chargers. Right? And what did Dan Campbell and the Lions do? Fourth and all fourth down. Fourth and end. fourth and two mm-hmm. from the Chargers. They could have kicked the field goal. Right. Game's tied. Game's tied. So they could have kicked the field goal fourth and two from the Chargers twenty six with about a minute forty seven left in the fourth quarter. Dan Campbell said, F that. Going for it. Golf hits Laporta, who's had a phenomenal season. Yep, got the first down. Yep. And then they milked the clock. And then they burned the clock out. And they kicked the kicked the forty one yard field goal as time expired. That was gutsy. That was gutsy, but that is was it supported by analytics? Yes. But it was also a good feel for the moment and a good gut check call. Good gut check. Understanding that they had momentum and you wore they wore them down. So they knew that all they had to do was just get a couple yards, which they were getting very easily every play. And but that's the thing. It's like one of the things we always say about take the points. Sometimes you just have to take the points rather than go by analytics because right. sometimes it's that one point or that field goal or the extra point or whatever that's the ends up being the difference in the game. And for the Chargers, how many times has that ha- has that bit them in the ass because rather than going through the moment and just being like, you know what? We got points. We need points. Let's take the points and see what the def- you know, get see if we can get the ball back and keep going with this. Staley just goes, no, analytics, they fuck it up, and, you know, and that's what happens. It's- I, I I think some of that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like, you know, that Dan Campbell decision in that moment was gutsy, but they were tied. But he didn't want, he wanted to, he wanted to make sure that he didn't give the Chargers any kind of chance because, I mean, that, that game was a barn burner, right? Yeah. It was a barn burner. Yeah. And, you kick a field goal. Well, if you leave that team, if they've been moving up and down the field, and you leave them a, a minute and a half, mm-hmm. and they that's score more t- than enough for her, and they score a touchdown, they, maybe that's that that's game over. Yeah. Uh, the and, other point to that is is the QB in Detroit is Jeff Goff, mm-hmm. and he's a veteran that's been to a Super Bowl, so he knows what he needs. He's not going to panic. He's going to get the job done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, that when you get a guy that's been there before, done that, uh, you know, blah 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 blah. That that's a guy you can trust. Well, the the Lions are an interesting team, and again, they got they got you know whooped the other week, for sure. And again, every you know over the course it, it of a happens. season, over the course of a season. Every team's gonna have one game that either they just have a stinker, or they they underperform, or maybe their opponent overperforms, whatever, and maybe they just eke out a victory, or you know they have a tight loss, and every once in a while you're just gonna get like some embarrassing, like oh crap, how did that happen? So 
but but I, mean, I but I love I love the feel for the moment and the belief. Mm-hmm. Earlier tonight we talked about teams that have belief. And let me tell you what. I think the attitude that Dan Campbell brought, the way they built those lines, um, and then the way Ben Johnson runs that offense. Look, it, Goff was the butt of jokes. He was discarded. They basically threw him out, you know, threw him off the Rams and banished him to Detroit. They didn't, they weren't doing him any favors sending him like at that moment. They weren't doing him any favors. Well, and at the right. time, he was nothing but a system quarterback. And right. Now he's thriving in Belief. a system that's completely different Belief. than what he was playing before. Belief. Yes. that You have some other variables in play, but belief, attitude. And, and, I, look, and I, there's, I, there's examples of teams, you know, in season getting their ass whooped. Um, you know, the Colts, when they got, you know, freaking ran over by the Jaguars in the last game of the season before they won their Super Bowl, you know, the Jaguars ran for, I want to say it was 375 yards and got smoked 44 to 13 in the last game of the season. Yeah. That, that's almost like Washington run, running all over, what was it, USC? Didn't that dude have like 256 yards? Yeah, something, I mean, they just sick. ran all over him. Yeah. But, you know, Tony Dungy <laughs> didn't panic, and he's like, okay, we're going to make a couple adjustments, and mm-hmm. they shot down the run into playoffs and won a Super Bowl. Uh, you get the Chiefs who crushed the Patriots on a Monday night game, and the reporters are like, oh my God, what's going on, Mr. Belichick? And Belichick's like, we're on in Cincinnati. <laughs> and I, I think the Patriots went on to win a Super Bowl that season. Like, it's like you just have bad nights. It happens. It happens. It happens. So the D- Detroit, they had a bad night or a bad afternoon in Baltimore. They come back, and Dan Campbell's like, we're not fucking around. We're getting this first down. We're going to milk the clock. We're going to kick this field goal and win the game. What do they do? Exactly what exactly he said. Exactly that. But it, it, there's a there's a culture. There's an attitude. There's a belief, <clears throat> right? And it, it yep. makes a huge difference. And I don't know what Detroit's ceiling is this year. I think when they play their best game, they can run with, you know, most any team in the NFL. And they they also have good lines, right? And they have a good offensive line. They got a good offensive line. So, you know, they should be in the mix. But the attitude, the conviction, the belief are huge. They're huge. I mean, when you have two running backs that go over for 100 yards Mm -hmm. and you beat the defending Super Bowl champions in the opening game on the road, you've got what it takes. Yeah. It's just a matter of executing the plan. Well, well, I mean, it's one of the reasons I like Campbell. He's an old school throwback coach that oh, ha- has that fuck yeah, that mentality that of just you know grinding things out, mm-hmm. you know, yep. driving the ball down the other defense's throat, wearing them out, passing off of that, just hit them in the mouth. I love these coaches that are coming out that are just like let's punch them in the mouth 
and punch them in the mouth again. And if they try to get up, just kick them. I mean, just keep Bite their I kneecaps. But that's the mentality we grew up on. We grew up on dude, that. Dude, dude, that's dude. But you got to get dude. the right players that's to true. match that. Here, here's a, a line off of, uh, I don't know if this is a podcast, radio show. I don't know. But th- this is great. This is Dan Campbell. And he was talking about the fourth down gambles, right? Fourth down gambles. Love this. But I, I had a feeling going into that game we needed to be aggressive. And, uh, and I loved our matchup offensively. And I just knew our guys would respond. And, um, and so in, it's certainly in that moment it felt like the right thing to do. Um, and, look, here, this, here's what I would say for – because I tell my family this. Just wear a diaper before some of these games. And I'll give them an alert and say, put them on and be ready to roll. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that, this guy. That's incredible. That's incredible, right? I mean, that's just – you know, how can you not appreciate that, right? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, I hadn't heard it's, it's that, that at all. It's that it's that old school mentality that we grew up with that is sorely missed. Yeah. Um. But like you're saying, it was a feeling for the game. It wasn't so much analytics. It was the fact that it just at the moment it just it felt right. Yeah. And it was like yep. okay, you know and what? That... I see what we're I see where things are going. We have the. I can feel the momentum shift. I can feel that this is the right way to go to ensure victory. Let's do it. Yeah. It's not so much looking at going. Well, percentage says we should do this instead, <laughs> and, and that's like that's where head coaches matter. Um, I saw something this week where I guess Craig Council took over for the Cubs, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, you know, like." managers still matter instead of the analytics you know like the the head coaches head managers whatever still matter in all these leagues you can have all the analytics you want but like if someone doesn't have a feel for what's going on you can foh on out of here oh for sure Uh-oh. movies and- <laughs> oh <laughs> pretty much yeah. i mean you can I tease my kids all the time. I'm like, I wish our car horn sometime had ludicrous on it with yeah. the way people drive nowadays. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I would have move bitch, get out the <laughs> way. Like sometimes I feel like analytics, like, like move bitch, get out the way. Like, yeah, you may have like all the calculations, but you may not have the right route. Yeah. That's legit. Anyway, I appreciate that, and oh man, we cleared two. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do some rapid fire wrap ups here. So go ahead, go ahead, Randy. For you, Justin. Uh huh. Since since we're gonna do a little rapid fire, Packers man, what happened? Uh, too many turnovers. Uh, they moved the ball, and those late turnovers killed them. Um, inconsistent team, young team, drops and just stupidity. You know. Um, and I, I didn't expect them to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. I didn't, um, but they had opportunities late and, you know, some late interceptions sealed, sealed the L, you know, they had a, an end zone interception with about three minutes left in the game. Uh, they got another opportunity and, you know, they threw an interception essentially to close the game out. 
And obviously that that Packers lineman was pissed and salty because he about you know chased the the DB down or linebacker whoever it was the defender down and uh, going out of bounds and end up you know in between the the shenanigans and them falling down they end up taking out one of the coaches and they look like they're gonna have a big old brawl over there. They're just they're not good. They're they're young. They don't know how to close. They don't know how to win. They don't. Know, Hell, there's some games they don't know how to start. <laughs> if you don't know how to start and you don't know how to finish, I mean, what are you what are you gonna do? I mean, by the time you you pull a Whitfield like that, I mean, you're just fucked. So, so you as, know, as the uh, can't start, can't finish. What are you gonna do? Wow. So, okay, so as the uh, imaginary <laughs> as the imaginary GM here, what what do you do to help fix this team? Because I feel like there is talent there. But there is, um, I but I feel like at this point, what from my perspective, we're seeing really the effect that Rodgers had on the team while he was there, but also the lack of coaching we're getting out of Lafleur, and because he's so he was so used to being well, we could win during the regular season, we just can't win in the playoffs. Well, guess what? Take out the main player that was getting you to the playoffs, and your team just looks like it's in shambles so that's a reflection on the floor it is now i I have said many times over that i'm not confident that the floor is is the guy i think he got a lot of credit for you know he he got the he got the credit for what the team was doing and what rogers was doing when when quite frankly that organization pissed rogers off and he, he gave back-to-back mvp seasons right and uh, you know there's just I don't I don't have faith in the floor. So if you believe in Jordan Love, you might have to replace the floor to save Jordan Love, right? You might. Uh, but they're young, they make mistakes, and if you believe in the floor, then you go well. This is a young team; they got to learn. That's what this year is. It's learning opportunity. It's growth. It's you know how how do you look at progression over the course of the season? Um, but th- th- there's they don't have enough talent and they don't have enough on field execution. You, you're just not going to win a lot of games that way. And look, there's no shame in losing to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. There's not. But I just, th- I just think how it was done because the, the, it seemed the, like Love tried to force that last he throw did. that got picked off. Uh, and, and look, it, he's had some ugly this year, so you there's been enough ugly that it's like, Oh my God. But he does make some plays from time to time where you're like, okay, there's something here. So I just, this isn't going to be a good year, obviously. So I think it's just a, it's just a point. It's a decision point of, do you believe in the floor? Um, and if you do, you roll with them for next year. And if you don't, Send them packing. Bring somebody else in. But, you know, it's hard on a, a young quarterback like Jordan Love to have multiple system changes in a short time frame. There's a cost to that. Um, and I don't know that Jordan Love is the answer. My concern is I just think LaFleur will make sure that he's not the answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's that's tough. That's tough. But they had opportunities. They had opportunities for that, and they couldn't get it done. The end zone interception, and then 
The other one just wraps the game up. So, meh. Not good. Not impressed. Not impressed at all. I am impressed with Kyler Murray running all over the place. With the Cardinals taking on the Falcons. I'll just say this. Clearly, Kyler Murray did his homework before the game. <laughs> and he, what? He wasn't caught playing Call of Duty? What? No, I, I, he either doesn't have the DLC or the expansion packs, or he's <clears> waiting <throat> for additional releases. But he clearly got his fill of Call of Duty. So, no, it's good to see him back on field. I don't have any real vested interest either way with the Cardinals or Kyler Murray. But to come back from the ACL injury to have to win in your first game back is huge, and he uh, he definitely bought time running around. I mean, good gracious! So, granted, he did look like a little kid who just stole someone's lunch money. He, he does well. He, he's tiny. He got this big head on his little body, so he looks a little bit <laughs> out of he looks a little out of proportion. Like he stole Barry Bonds' head, right? <laughs> All swollen and fat. Um, all swollen. Yeah, it's all swollen, fat, and then he's got this tiny body. Like he's a shrinky dink that just stayed at shrink. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so weird. I, but, I think it was fortuitous for him to get to face the Falcons as his first game back. Yeah, though, too. yeah, yeah. And Heineke got hurt, so there's a couple of things that uh, worked out to his favor. But he had a good game. He had a good game, and he looked he looked spry. You know, that, that that shake and bake nonsense running all over the place, buying time. I don't know how much ground he actually covered. I would say he probably hit 100 yards at minimum <laughs> over the course of oh, that. Oh, for sure. Over that play. Uh, it's just it's just wild. But, oh, Sam Howell. We're not getting to that story. I'm going to close that one out. No reason. No, I, will, I will say he's actually now the league leader in passing. Hasn't had a bye week yet. Uh, that will change. But yes. Again, let's channel the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say that one pass interference was pretty fucking lame. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that should have, that fourth down pass interference, that should have never been called. It should have been commander ball, and that you guys would have had a shot to win the game. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with that team, though. Like, like they find ways to lose. And again, it, like, better teams find a way to win. Find ways to win. Lesser teams find ways to lose. And it's not just about a singular game. But over the course of the season, if you happen to make the playoffs, you factor that into there are some teams that just, they make certain mistakes. Well, and this year, some one of the things we've noticed a lot is refs interjecting themselves into the games when they shouldn't be. Or... You know, the, the people in New what? York who are reviewing the, some of these plays that shouldn't be interjecting themselves when they do, uh, like the ejection, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. that it was that was weak. It's, it's not like he literally took the dude's head off intentionally. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the thing. With targeting, like in college football, it's like, okay, it's considered targeting. I get that. That makes sense. But, of course, there's a lot of times they never call it. But anyway, and I don't mind them adapting that to the NFL. But if it's targeting, it needs to legit be, okay, look, here's the guy. Here's the dude literally lowering his helmet and directly aiming it at the dude's head, at the head, rather than the guy's coming down and his shoulder pad just 
kind of nailed him in the face. It's yeah. not like it, he rocked his head. It's not like he took his head off. It was just momentum and how the angles intersected. He didn't yeah. mean to to hit him in the in the head. There was no intent. It was a bullshit call. Yeah, uh, I I feel like this is the year of a lot of bullshit calls. So it's a, yeah, there's yeah. Ton, it, it feels it, far it's more too pronounced. many to to name. Yeah. but like it, it feels like it's a weekly, if not multi times a week occurrence. Yeah. Um, this is why it's frustrating to see all these damn commercials endorsed by the NFL for gambling. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other part. I won't. It. I won't like, disagree with you. I get it. Vegas has their hands in a lot of pots, and they make a lot of money. But the stuff just makes you wonder. Exactly. It really does. It does. It really partic- does. Particularly on we, some of these we, we weird don't... calls where you're like, "Come on now!" Either you you it feels like you missed the call, or you made the wrong one. Or it's called unevenly where. Mm-hmm. One team is getting that call where the exact same plays happen to the other team, and it's just like, huh? What? I'm sorry. What? What happened? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we understand there's no script, but I think it's funny that that was a thing earlier in the season where it's like, oh yeah, there's a script to the NFL, and they're playing it one. Now, I'm not gonna lie. There are times I feel like the NFL does seem to have a specific narrative and certain teams do seem to get a bit of a boost from that. We mm-hmm. saw that last year with Kansas City and Philadelphia. Yeah. Especially Kansas City during the Super Bowl with some of that uneven play, you know, deep, you know, refing, especially at the end. But it's it's one of those things where it's like we remember the good old days where it was just like huh. Paul Tagliabue when he was commissioner, yeah. it was about the players. It was about putting out a good product. It yeah. was about making sure that everything was on the up and up for everybody. Incomes, asshole, and it's all about making money. Well, Goodell, that's that's the one thing Goodell's been good at is making money. Mm. It's true. All right, gentlemen. Yes, yeah, that time. I can already. I can tell you, I'm starting to fade, so I'm gonna have to peace out in a minute. Um, I do want to say, uh, Jimbo Fisher, nice job getting uh, Chuching getting paid out, uh, getting fired from Texas A&M. Gets a seventy-five million to chill. Good God, seventy-six million dollar buyout. How do you, how do you fuck it up so badly that they decide to buy out you that big that big um, chunk of the, your? The contract. crazy part is, is they won like fifty-one to ten. Like the day before they fired him. Then why fire him? Because he went in six seasons at Texas A&M, he went 45 and 25. But understand that after winning the Orange Bowl in 2020, he was 19 and 15. That's why. Good recruiter. Couldn't get get him over the hump at uh, Texas A&M. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, how it. many years did it take for Jim Harbaugh to be able to beat Ohio State? I mean, the, he figured every year. Well, he well, get, and he's also can. in the middle of a yeah, well, scandal right now. So. It, it, That's it, now. But, it, I mean, that was like the whole big thing with Michigan is like, if you can't beat Ohio State, well, guess what? We're going to fire your ass. Well, all the games that are in question right now are when they started beating Ohio State. So. Yeah. Well, look, I think the suspension is BS. It, correct. That's my opinion. 
first of all, the technology exists. Just just let them use freaking radios and helmet over. I mean, it's not that hard, is it? Um, but Harbaugh getting suspended, I think, is garbage. Uh, I will say this though: it feels like the NCAA and the Big Ten are essentially trying to run Harbaugh out of there. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy to me. Michigan being Ohio State, this is not supposed to happen. We got to get rid of this guy. The audacity. Yeah. So, because I, I think they're going to be beating the hell out of Maryland this coming weekend, and then it's Ohio State the following weekend. And even then, like, I mean, depending on how the Big Ten championship goes, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that's changed, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's still divisions or if it's the top two teams because of all the, the you know, all the changes that have been made. Yeah. I know it's Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship, which is an elimination game for Alabama. Uh, if Alabama wins, then the rest of the college football landscape is in big trouble because then Georgia's probably not going to fall past four. Uh, the Pac-12's got to be Oregon versus Washington, which is a rematch. And if Oregon had that one to do over again, they would not piss away so many opportunities it would not. sorry justin that's but, okay um hey look you know, like, like it, alanis morissette you live you learn yep and then there's florida state who's gotta stay undefeated mm-hmm. you know they they gotta keep have rolling to. have to have to they, they uh, cannot lose whatsoever mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm i'm not gonna lie i do not i like the fact that i'm not seeing bama and clemson in the in the top five well, Clemson ain't, t- ain't sniffing that. But, but, but you know what I'm saying. It's like it, it's yes. different. There's some there's some yes. differences here. Finally, now, granted, could, you know, do we really need like Ohio State and Georgia? No, we. I, I, but well, they're both there. undefeated at this point. So I, yeah, I know, kind but, of. But, but, but you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> one thing I've always bitched about college football is it's always the same four or five teams, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that we're seeing teams like Bama and Clemson not being a part of that is nice. It's it's a nice change of pace. Hmm. And granted, yeah, Ohio State and Georgia are still a part of it, but but there's still some differences there and I like it. I like the fact that we're getting that this season. It makes for it makes it more interesting to me. It makes true. me more invested in the actual bowl games and where teams go. Well Look, we we got there's enough stuff, enough action that can still happen in the college football season. Certainly oh, yeah, in, in the a lot NFL. Left to go. Huh? I was gonna say there's a lot left to go. Yeah, so. that, there is, and we can talk about that next yeah, time. Yeah, and and we will because because uh, we got to wrap up. I will say I'm curious to see how Michigan again they're gonna beat the crap out of Maryland. So the Ohio State game is the game that really is the determinant. You know, one other thing I'll say, um, and I know it's the rule. But I'm disappointed that the NCAA didn't um, grant an exception or change the rule, which would also positively impact JMU. Um, I'm surprised that you know, they've appealed. I think they've appealed at least twice um, to be able to be bowl eligible this season. Such um, crap. Like, you know, like I can understand the year that you move, but after that, who cares? Like, unless you've got a bunch of players that are doing something scandalous or cheating. I, I don't, I'm not sure why it matters, but kudos to JMU. 
Um, they scored like five points in like 3.8 seconds against Kent State. They end up winning that game <laughs> in double OT. They beat Michigan State. I think that was at Michigan State. Which yeah, is, it was. Which is just bananas. You don't see a lot of that. But I, I, I'm disappointed they didn't win their appeal. That, that, that's a shame. <laughs> hey, look, that's why they play the game, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Yep. That's, that's why they play the game. That's why you, uh, you know, people are sitting there discounting the past or not, and look what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, buckle up, you buttercup. buckle up, buttercup. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's time. I need to go, so I'm gonna go and we're gonna shut this down. I'm gonna peel out. Um, as always, it's good to catch up, shoot the breeze. You know, obviously talk about sports, enjoy some beverages. Um, as always, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes or really anywhere you do podcasts. You just search sports and second word brew, you'll find us. But still just trying to wrap my head around some of the mistakes and some of the issues and the complications, but there's some great stories of the year and this will be true, whether it's college, um, but certainly in the NFL, I would just say with the JMU thing, just change the rule for everybody. If you're good enough to make the jump and compete, then roll on. Yeah. Like what's the point of holding them back? Like, doesn't seem to be. Uh, I mean, is, uh, clearly the NCAA has held people back for years. They have. It, well, they held people back for bagels and cream cheese. So, I uh, mean, can't can't have the cream cheese with no, the no, bagel. Can't, God can't, forbid. Can't do that. Can't can't do it. Can't do it. So, um, it's Gotta tough. It but they, but there's yeah. But there's still a lot of football. There's a lot of football left in the college season and the pro season. Yeah. So these things aren't set in stone, and and teams can have and really evolve over the course of a season. Uh, when do you play your best football? And do you do you at least make the playoffs so you give yourself an opportunity? Say, hey, we'd love to be a first seed. And have, well, that's great. But if you didn't do enough to earn it, <clears throat> what you hope is that you get in and you get hot and you run. So we'll see. I'm going to raise the glass real quick to uh, Megan Rapino's, uh final, 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 final game. Um, it's, mm. a sh- it's a shame she, she tore her Achilles. She's already had surgery, I believe. Uh, it's an unfortunate injury, but um, this was a joke. I thought Randy would have watched Attack on Titan by now, but I, I'm going to say this anyway. Uh, I'm not sure what took longer, Attack on Titan's final season or Megan Rapino's final game. Just saying. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame for her. It is. That's a tough. That's a tough way to go out. But uh, her body is saying, nope, you're done. You know what I mean? Uh, peace out. Yeah, peace out. Final, 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 final game? Final game? No, it's your final game. Forever, Later. ever? Forever, Forever, ever. ever. You can go play in rec league and at the Y, but you know what? Pfft, tis over. So hopefully she heals up well and can do some other stuff. But, I like, no, I, I'm not surprised. Just that's the way that that went. USC has no defense whatsoever. They're not going anywhere. Caleb Williams weeps again. Caleb Williams, yeah, I mean, the dude has some moments where he just looks brilliant. I don't know how everything will translate to the NFL, but somebody's obviously going to take him high is the way it's going to go. You know, they got handled by Washington. They got handled by Oregon. You know, at some point you go. This is this is not our year. It it is not their year. It's not. It's not their year. It's not. It's not. It's not. They're they're terrible. But anywho, all right. So I'll raise the glass to JMU. Mm. 
I'll raise a glass to the boot that got put on Shador Sanders's like Bentley or Rolls Royce in the parking lot. First of all, why are you driving that to school? Mm. Also, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, forget about all that stuff. I, I just hope they amend that. I'd like to see him change that rule. I think that's a lame rule. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's ancient. <laughs> change the rule for everyone. If you're good enough to make the jump and compete, roll on. Now, if you get if you were found guilty of some kind of violations or you went like all Tar Heel and had academic shenanigans going on, <clears throat> it's a different conversation. But if you're on the up and up, you've done everything. You've checked all the boxes. You you've handled it. You you the track record is there. With the way the athletes handle stuff. Uh, that that's a shame. And yes, we're biased. JMU is local, uh, beautiful campus. If you've never been there, used to be an all girls school, which a lot of people forget about. <laughs> My mom went there. Um, and that was a, that was a female institute, all female institution of higher learning. That nice. was, that was not a co-ed joint. So you just about lost Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, it was not a co-ed joint, but you know, perhaps, in their all-female heyday. No, not November rain. What are you doing? <laughs> not that. Maybe, maybe back in their heyday, you know, they had to go co-ed because they got tired of oh, no. all the people sneaking. Oh, no. <coughs> sneaking people in. Oh, no. Sneaking people in and out of the back door. I'm just saying. Or bringing out the gimp. Maybe they got tired of that too at JMU. You never know. No. You just have to go wake them up now. <laughs> anyway. God bless. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> Happy to help. So, and, uh, you know, Todd, always remember when you're dealing with an episode of the Sports Brew. And look, here, this, here's what I would say for, because I tell my family this, just wear a diaper before some of these games. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, grinch around and find out. Yeah, that's all right. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on one 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 more story. Uh, uh, Washington and Seattle. Uh, Logan Thomas went up and told DK DK Metcalf in the post game they were having a brief conversation, and uh, Logan Thomas told uh, DK how much of a, a fan his own son was of DK Metcalf, and Metcalf took his jersey off and signed it. And I saw that. That yeah, was awesome. I thought that was really cool, man. I don't know if the audio is going to come through. I'll try to play it. We'll see. Yes, sir. You hey, too, bro. I know it might not mean nothing, but my son, big fan. He's 15, you, just like you, bro. You do anything, man. You can get this one up. Get this one to him. And he, he, he took it right off, signed it, gave it to Logan Thomas, and poof. And it's weird yeah. to think. He said his son is 15. I'm like, how is his son 15? When did he have his son? When he was fifteen? Like, how is that possible? But anyway, clearly, I mean, it's definitely point. always possible. Yeah, that that was just nuts. But that was a cool that was a cool thing by uh, DK. Uh, jokes aside, that that was good to see, and I, I like that kind of stuff. So, get your diapers on, uh, get DK DK Metcalf to sign your jerseys, and there you go. So, anywho, all right. As always, keywords of sports and brew. Thanks for putting up other crap. We're going to get out of here so I can go to bed, so I can be up in four hours and go to work. That's better than yep. three hours, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so just so you know, Logan Thomas is 32, so he may have had the kid at 17. Yeah, well, it's either his stepson. That's about right. Yeah, it would either be his stepson or it would be his actual son. So 17, yeah, all right. Well, you know. That makes sense. If he was, if he was you know, splitting the uprights in high school, then sometimes that's the – 
you know, that's what happens. Just yeah, saying. That'll happen. Yep. Fuck him. Yep. That that's thank you, Alex. <laughs> Literally what he was doing. Yep. That's that's how you get there. <laughs> <laughs> your PSA for today, kids, is don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Wrap your tool. Wrap your tool, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, John, and, and avoid going in a O two hole going to LA. I, I don't I, I I I'm kind of got two juggling two balls right here. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Who knew this podcast was going to go this way? Not us. No one does. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I get... if you did know this, then you need to be playing the lottery. Yeah, right? Seriously. And cut and us in share. on some of it. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Yeah. Talking <laughs> to you, Lindy. All right. <laughs> what, did he win the lottery? Hook us up, man. I don't I'm know. just kidding. We're just kidding. Just sounded good. Some to the bees. M M M M M to the B. Some to the B. Some to the B. That's for you, Randy. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. For fuck's sake. I know. Keyword sports. <laughs> keyword sports and brew. Uh, you can find us all over the place, man. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. All kinds of random pot. Just look us up. You'll find us, man. You like beer, you like sports, you should like us. And if not, get over it. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> Damn. Any- anyway, all right. Well, uh, enjoy the football, and uh, we'll catch you next week. We're going to aim to try to record on, like, Tuesday. Because, uh, bro, because, man, Thanksgiving week, we got we got road trips and families and turkey. And Shannon's got to take naps, and Randy's got to take craps. So, we got to... <laughs> We got to get all fat yeah. and sassy. We got to get Hell all yes. We got to get all fat and sassy, and then after Thanksgiving, we have to go fascinating Ada. So you're not wrong. No, I'm, true. St- oh yeah, it's that time. Of it year, is man. that, that it, time. It is that time of year. And look, look, man, Thanksgiving. Get the pies. Get fat and sassy. We'll get break the tur- out Adam Sandler next week. Get the turkey. Yep. Get the gravy. You mm. know, look, man. It, gotta get the gravy. Gotta get the gravy. Yeah, man. Yo, and, and look, man, I'm going back for seconds because you know what I'm saying? Do I like I give a fuck? <laughs> Hook me up, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, all right, y'all, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. And as we like to say, good night now. <laughs> Late. Peace. Late. All right, good night, gents. Get some rest. All right, good night. All right, good night, guys. See Later, you, guys. Bro. Good night. See y'all. <laughs> Sorry, Lindy. Patriots are terrible, but enjoy the next chapter of Bill Belichick's career with the San Diego Superchargers, Er, Las Vegas Supercharger Powder Blues. Hoorah. God. Oh, did I say Las Vegas? Los Angeles. Ah, who cares? They're the Chargers, whatever city they're in. (laughs) Chargers are going to charge her. Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) All right. Good night, y'all. Good night. Did Shannon already go? Yeah, he was like, peace, I'm out. Peace, I'm out. Loot. All right. Good night, Randy. Good night. Bye. Okay, I'm just looking at. See, I got to look at the waveform. Is how I have to kind of be the judge of it with the peaks. Shannon, chit chat again for a second. Randy, how you doing, brother?
Everything going well? Shannon's yeah, good. I'm just I'm tired as fuck, but you know, that's just how it goes. Uh give yourself ten percent more, Randy. So if you're at fifty, go to sixty. Well, I'm actually a shade under Well, that, whatever. So. Just go up go up like ten points. Or ten units. Ten fuck faces. Ten fuck faces. <laughs> yeah, go up ten fuck faces. Alright. All right. That's that's right in the middle. There you go. Alright. You went up you went up at least one Todd reach around. That's better. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not a screech around, right? That's right. Okay. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> what? Grinch around. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it's getting to the Christmas season. It's going to be the Grinch around. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Stocking. Stocking nice. stuff. Yeah. Grinch around and find out. Yeah. We we, we should get uh, uh, get Todd a, a custom sports brew stocking. You know. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Oh, oh boy! We get it. Could we? Would we call it the screech around, or would it be like you? His happy sock. His happy happy that the happy sock is what you would write on there. So it would either have to be happy sock, you rang on there, or screech around. One of the three. A custom stocking for Todd. I think that would be really funny. Damn. Ooh wee! All right. I'm going to save this warm-up, and I'll tack this on at the back end for Todd. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I might. We'll see. Actually, you know you will. <laughs> he enjoyed that the other week when I stuck the <laughs> random. I told you guys I would do it. I wasn't kidding, and I did. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we'll throw this one on, on there, too. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, all right.